Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. We don't always swear, but when we do, it's on podcasts. Please listen responsibly. Hello, and welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're talking about chapter 11 of Triss's book. So grab her coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's have lightning strike twice. Or three times. Or four. Okay, so this chapter opens with a starling. The baby bird screaming its lungs out. Like it always does. Yeah, I guess it means that she's taking good care of that bird. Because its lungs are getting nice and healthy and it's screaming a bunch. Good for her, because she doesn't have a lot of interest in other living beings. I feel like it shows some growth there. Oh, yeah. And then everybody else is getting up and they're all tired because they dealt with pirate attack the night before. Some of them were drugged as well. Like the dog, little bear. So they just get up and muddle through morning chores and... Tris and Daja kind of bicker at each other. The wind feels like it has magic yeah. in it. Like someone untied a bejili knot. And yeah. that is that magic used by Mimanders. Tris is like, oh, y'all will sell that to anybody. And Daja is like, uh, no, it's more likely they got murdered and the pirates took it. What do you want to pay for something you could just kill them and take it instead so tris is showing growth but also still being racist i'm excited to see them become more friends because right now there's more of a bond between her and briar but her and dodge are at each other's throat rose thorn has briar go with her to fix the damage from the hellstorm Rose Thorn is kind of trying not to look at Triss whenever she says this. And Triss is like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. 
somebody fucked up the plants. And then Frost Pine reassures her, it's like, it was a good thing that you did that. Even if you didn't do it intentionally, it's a good thing you did it because you saved people's lives by doing that. And so he tells her it would be nice for her to try to figure out how to control it. Making little flower cyclones. Nico and Gorse show up with the black powder from the boomstones and they figure out what's in it. It's all just ordinary stuff. It is gunpowder. But before they show up, Frost Pine also has Daja working on the net. We see Triss kind of practicing her powers a little more. She makes little lightning bolts to fuse the wires together. She's basically a portable arc welder, which sounds really cool. They start checking out the gunpowder and what makes it work and what's in it and what makes it go boom. And then the pirates start attacking again. And they're like, you stay there. Don't get yourself in trouble. And the adults all take off and all the kids stay at the house. And then they proceed to get themselves in trouble. The kids all decide that they're going to try and help Triss practice. And so she tries to throw lightning at it. And at some point, Briar annoys her and she points her finger at Briar. And he's like, whoa, your finger is a weapon. You should not point it at people unless you're ready to electrocute them. Then a boomstone starts falling towards them. And Triss is also scared and zaps it. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. What did you like and not like about this chapter? We've already started touching upon things. I mentioned this in our last episode, but one of my favorite parts in the whole book is in this chapter, which is when they find out that it's gunpowder because it's a fantasy book. And if you aren't somebody who knows a lot about firearms like me, or if you're 11, (laughs) then you might not notice, oh, these are probably cannonballs or something. And you're just like, Oh, it's this weird, magical thing that nobody's seen before. And then you get to the end of the book and it's like, no, no, it's just gunpowder. And I love how mundane it is. I think that's really strong writing. She even makes it seem simple. The characters, when they realize what gunpowder is, when they all get together and kind of feel out what the ingredients were, we're like, this is super simple. Why did we not know that this would make an explosion? It's kind of like some of the other things with the greenhouse being a big deal, or there's like a brief mention somewhere of how chocolate is new. It sort of sets it historically, and it's a big deal because nobody has used gunpowder or made gunpowder before. These pirates have gotten it from whoever's figured this out. So what really makes it a big deal is technological innovation more than anything magical. I genuinely just love about her writing in general is in a world of magic she also makes the most mundane things that we deal with on a daily basis seem like magic and it kind of makes me want to like read more about the invention of gunpowder or like read historical fiction that takes place around the time that gunpowder was first a thing because this is probably kind of how they felt about it. Yeah. Who is this shit? Well, I only have one like for this week, 
but it's half a page. <laughs> I Let's knew go. I remarked scornfully. It's just Runog's fire. Furious, Tris pointed to the heap of powder a foot away. Lightning jumped from her finger. There was a clap. Dirt and smoke sprayed everywhere, blackening them and turning the observing the observing little bear gray. The dog yipped and fled into discipline. The four looked at each other, eyes wide and soot streaked faces. There was now a hole in the path. You see, Briar said at last, you just have to know what to say to her. I love this part because this reminds me so much of myself. I'll say that I can't do something and then somebody be like, yeah, I know you can't do it. I'm like, bitch, watch. I'm going to fucking do this now. I think that's why I'm probably the truth of the group. <laughs> already said. I have noticed that that is an element of Briar and Trissa's relationship is that <coughs> he knows exactly what buttons to push. And he knows that if he can push them right, then he can anger her and, and get her to do certain things. That's definitely me. <laughs> I would say that my like was right after that. Uh, it was when uh, Tristan Briar had that confrontation. She just points her finger at him without even really thinking about the consequences of what could happen. And Briar just instantly squaring up, grabbing her and saying, hey, you pointing at someone is basically a weapon and you can't be pointing at people unless you're ready to kill someone. It really kind of showed one of the themes with these kids. They're all growing and have to like learn with their actions. They can't be treated as children anymore. They have to be treated as mages because that's what they are. I thought it was a really powerful moment. It does remind me a lot of a firearm. There are certain rules that you have to follow at all times when you have a firearm. You can't be pointing it at people. And that goes with any other dangerous thing. Like You have to be aware of what you're doing because any small slip-up could lead to someone losing their life. It's similar to learning like kitchen safety and about how to chop things properly with a knife so that you don't cut your fingers off turning the handles of the pots inward on the stove so that people don't walk by and knock them off the idea of knowing that something is dangerous and that you have to be aware of it and use it properly yeah have to be responsible for for what you're doing reminds reminds me of cars too so what we have learned in this chapter is that the children are more aware of the weapons around them than the adults are, perhaps? I guess so. I mean, granted, the adults are super scatterbrained from trying to defend this whole place. I, that actually reminds me a lot of being a teacher and having your brain in five different places and then doing some little thing that ends up just being a major fuck up. Oh, I just thought of another thing that uh, we forgot about what happened in this chapter at the beginning. We forgot to mention the earring. It's connected to... It's true. Tris was using that earring as kind of to fuel her anger to be able to, to shoot her lightning. The other kids were like... Do you see the magic coming off of it? And there's like a string coming off to connect with the other person. So we know where that guy is at now, potentially. She had already known 
that they were connected because well yeah it said that previously but now they know where to find them yeah they know that there's a more visible connection i guess and hopefully they tell the adults about it so the adults can be like hey we should follow this and uh get that guy yeah kind of nip this whole thing in the bud Take out their leader is a good strategy for any military action, I guess. Take out the leader, and most of the time, they're going to be like, oh, shit, and scatter. Especially because Amory says that he's kind of, like, bound to Anahar and sort of being forced into this. I know that there's evidence in the book that shows it's not just that. There were definitely choices that he made that led up to this as well. Enohar has other mages who he has bound and is forcing to do his will, then if they can take him out, there's a good chance that they're going to be like, hey, we don't want to be involved in this anyway. I really like the uh, no dying creature possessed such lungs. That line cracked me up. (laughs) When Trace is talking about burning the pirates and seeking revenge and Dodge is like, if you figure out how to do that, I might help. <laughs> the description of when she's talking about working magic, she says a line that magic ought to be simple. And then she turns around and is like, but if it was simple, everybody could do it. And there would be a lot more chaos. We kind of touched on it the way that Trist and Daja were talking about the untying of the knot. And how it felt like there was magic in the wind. Just that whole interaction between Triss and Daja. As far along as they've gotten, those are the two that have the most friction out of any other combination. It kind of makes me sad because I feel like they are in a way more similar than they think. Kind of subtle. But with the way Daja thinks and kind of how she reacts to things is different than Triss. But at the same time, is there's some core personality traits that I feel are very similar. Because Triss is loyal to those who deserve it. And Daja is very loyal to those who deserve it. There's a handful of other like little traits like that. And it's just the difference in upbringing. Daja has been taught to kind of control that, whereas Triss doesn't have that discipline. It feels like a lot of their differences are learned cultural things, not not personality things. It's just the way they were brought up. There's also the fact that both of them have been outcasted in a way that neither Sandry or Briar has. Briar has been an orphan and then he was sort of banished from his home country or whatever, but he's still kind of part of this street culture, as it were. We see in Sandry's book, he's talking to some of the like street rats in Summersea. He gets that. He's still part of this world that he used to be in. And then Sandry is orphaned and is now living in another country as well, but she's still nobility and everybody treats her like a noble. Triss and Daja have both been totally thrown out of the worlds that they were born into. So part of this book, I think for both of them is 
this is their home and it's the only home they have and they are both very determined to protect it. I also like that Briar says Enahar has a stupid name. <laughs> like just little bits like that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Purdue is reading like a dedicate. This is where we pick out a theme or a message from the chapter. Has anybody found a theme or a message that stuck out to them? The theme that I kind of pulled out was practice makes perfect. We see Triss practicing her wind abilities at the table, kind of starting out small, making little flower whirlwinds or whatever, but eventually moving up to something a little bigger. And the same with lightning. She starts with these kind of controlling those little sparks that she has around her, and she has to practice several times to try to get it to do what she wants. She kind of took Frostbind's advice to be willful and to really tell it what to do. And when she did that, she found that she was able to get it to hit where she wanted and do what she wanted it to, which was melt the metal together for, for part of a net. We really see the culmination of that with the boomstone at the end. She's out there outside 
shooting at these targets with lightning and she's slowly trying to control her anger and still kind of using it to fuel her but i feel like in a slightly more controlled way and then when it really counts she lets it loose and well i'm assuming saves several people's lives there at the end including theirs so i got fear and anger as a driving source i know we talk more about positive things when we talk about themes but for this one there's a lot of fear and a lot of anger through the whole chapter and when we look at Tris especially as she has so much fear of losing winding circle which is her home this is the only place that is home for her she has nothing else so the fear of losing that and underlying fear of what happens when the pirate actually get on land the entire culmination of what what ifs and might be's but she's also using what happened to Avery as a catalyst in order to control it so it's for me that with all of the fear and all of the anger that's going on is as someone whose anger is a driving force it can be a good drive force as long as it's not your only drive force what i found and you're gonna have to like go with me here because this is weird but i noticed this theme of i guess tithing what it is is this chapter reminds me of i had a friend who said that if you tithe what it means is that you have something that is worth giving to other people. Like you have something worth sharing. And if you don't tithe, then it just means that you don't have anything to give. The idea of tithing comes from a concept of abundance. But the other part of that was tithing is not as specifically connected to money. We think of tithing as giving money, but she said, well, you can also tithe your time or your talent. And that's something that I feel like I notice in this chapter a lot is that they're all sort of contributing together to help each other. I love how at the beginning, they're all just sort of preparing for breakfast and they're not really concerned about who's doing what. And the kids make tea for the adults because they just know the adults are worn out and this is something that we can do for them. And it's not like it's expected of them or anything. They're just going, hey, we can do this helpful thing. And then I think there's a line of the the chores all just got done. And like there wasn't like a schedule or anything. It was just they all kind of contributed. So just that sort of community contribution of I have this thing to give, whether it be that I can make the tea or clean the privy or figure out what the gunpowder's made of. And they all are just sort of willing to donate their gifts, whatever they may be. Y'all came up with really good stuff. (laughs) Mine is not that good. Um, I pulled out distraction because Tris is constantly distracting herself from thinking about Amory. She doesn't want to think about it. She keeps doing all these different things to try to not think about it. 
at some point she does let the thought of Amory fuel her anger and use that to do the things that she needs to do. But she's also trying to not think about it as well. I actually really like that. And now I can't speak. I I feel like that has a lot to do with certain people's grieving process. That's one way to get over grief is to just kind of pour yourself into your daily activities. If I sit and just think about the thing that is causing me stress or whatever, I will get so caught up in thinking about it that I won't do anything else. I'll just sit on the couch and not eat or drink or sleep or anything and be so caught up in thinking about this thing that I don't want to do anything else. So I have to distract myself with other little things or I won't, I won't do anything. A couple of years ago, we had a student who killed himself at our school, not at the school, but we had a student at our school who killed himself. So obviously this was heavy, hard hit for the whole school for like a week or more they had counselors who were coming into rooms and just sort of checking on people and like does anybody want to talk need to talk and they had a space set up for students who just needed get out of the classroom and out of the routine could go there and just have like a safe place to kind of be by themselves And there were several days where teachers just didn't worry about attendance. We marked who was there so we knew if there were students who were there that day and we needed to make sure that they got home and were safe and everything. But they weren't worried about, oh, you weren't at school. this. But I had a coworker who had had this student in class and that coworker was like, nope, I need to just throw myself into this routine and pull as much normalcy into my life as I can. I guess I make that same connection of it's a lot about how she's grieving. I think it connects also into what Indy said, because if she thinks about it too much, then she won't be able to maintain enough control over those negative emotions to use them. They're just going to consume her. And I think that's something that people in our world often struggle with when trying to make change because you need that anger at whatever is going wrong to fuel your actions in striving to make change. But if you let it hit you too hard, then it can also destroy you. I know that Goodwin said before we started this book that he was interested in seeing how Triss's powers kind of factor into creation instead of destruction. And I think that's part of what it is. She is so powerful that she's kind of walking on that knife edge. If she can control it, then she has the ability to contribute to creation, like helping Daja with the spell net. But if she can't control it, it is likely to consume her. She might end up killing somebody like she almost did with Briar. Or herself, like she almost did with trying to control the tides. Part three is reading like a mage. 
This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic have you crafted from this chapter? We've already been talking about this. I marked in my book, Sandy put her arms around Trish's shoulders. We can't just act without thinking anymore, Trish. They've been trying to teach us that all along. I do a lot of things without thinking first, especially when I'm fighting with somebody. Mostly my husband will get into an argument and then without thinking, I'll say something because I know it'll hurt him. And after we're done with our argument, I think to myself, man, I wish I would have said that I was just caught up in the moment and I knew that would hurt him. So I went ahead and said it. And then later on, oh man, I shouldn't have said that, but I did it without thinking and I need to think more before I do things, not even just arguing with people. I'll say something to somebody and then think to myself, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. That was really insensitive. I actually have basically the same thing, although mine came from a different spot. The part that really hit me was that argument between Briar and Triss. I mean, not Briar, Daja. We were talking about how Daja and Triss were still like snipping at each other. Was it the part where um, Triss could have said something really mean back to Daja? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I wrote down uh, she's learning to control her temper and to consider the point of view and the expertise of the person on the other side of the argument and thinking before she speaks. This is something that I have had difficulty with all of my life. I think that maybe even in just the last couple of years, I've kind of really started to grow in that way and kind of figure out like the things that trigger me. And I'm starting to figure out like how to deal with that better. I think I found the passage you're talking about. Was Mm -hmm. it Trish started to argue, then let the harsh words go. Daj was probably right. Why pay money when you can take from the dead? Yeah, that was it. Mine is in a really similar vein, too. It was more uh, about picking your fights. It was basically the same thing with uh, Daja and Triss. And if you don't have to say something mean, don't say it. Like it. Sometimes when you're in an argument with someone, and I learned this in a previous relationship, like if you're right about something and you know the other person is wrong, you don't have to win every argument. You don't have to make it a thing. Sometimes it's better to just let something go. Don't bring it up. Just even if you win the argument, what are you really winning? Resentment from the other person. Luckily, I don't have this issue in my current relationship. If someone's wrong, we well usually we discuss things, smooth it over. But it's just not worth fighting sometimes, especially if it's about something petty that might not really be super important. Why would you bring that unnecessary friction into your relationship when you don't have to? Yay, you win resentment. Sometimes it's not worth it. It really isn't. Like I said, it's something I learned in a previous relationship. It's not worth winning every argument because you're not really winning. Several years ago, I got into an argument with my friend about which one of us was taller, like an inch taller than me. And it's like really not important. But she was teasing me and she was calling me shorty. And this is that whole thing about tuning into myself 
because it was really hurtful to me. And so I just snapped back at her and said something hurtful to her. And I should have just been like, hey, stop. You're being mean. Being mean back isn't always the best course of action, even if you're hurt first. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that goes for every occasion, but like I said, pick your fights. Well, I'm going to pull an indie. I was just about Um, to ask. So mine comes directly from the line, magic ought to be simple. I know that I had already made a comment on this, but sometimes things that we think should be simple, things that we can do without a second thought, some people might struggle with that. And we see that a lot in this series. The rest of the kids are, yes, they're working on it. Yes, they're learning it. But theirs is easier to control and channel. And Tris especially has a hard time controlling and channeling and working with hers. Sometimes you have to remember that someone else's struggle isn't the same as yours. What's simple for you, what you can do is something someone else can't. For example, I write. I think I'm a decent writer. And I have friends who words don't come that easy. The example for that is I was in journalism when I was in high school. And I had a friend who was a walking dictionary. She could pick a word and tell you exactly what it means, spell it, everything, how to use it in a sentence. Someone who was basically a walking grammar book. This is where this needs to be. This is how you need to edit this sentence. This is what needs to be done. And I can make words sound pretty. That was my job. I made words sound pretty. My friend Brittany was the walking dictionary. And Twat Waffle in Ohio was the walking grammar book. I suck at grammar and I'm dyslexic. So spelling is not my strongest suit. But it came so simple for them. Especially Plot Waffle in Ohio. She would always just be like, well, why can't you just do this? Like, it's easy. It doesn't work that way for me. I can read a book on grammar. I can comprehend how important it is in a sentence or in context how important grammar is it doesn't make sense to me in practice and so being a writer these are things that are supposed to just be natural to you these are things that are just supposed to happen or most people think so so magic ought to be simple but sometimes it isn't that reminds me of I love to sew and I make a lot of quilts but I've met other people who crochet and knit and I love crochet and knit things but I can't do it because I just don't have the patience for it. I picked up quilting and it was just so easy and then I tried to crochet and I spent like 10 minutes at it and I was just like no. Not your cup of tea. Does that mean it's excerpts time? I do I'm ready. Triss put a finger to her lips and cupped a hand around her ear. Use battle fire on the thorns late yesterday, Skyfire was saying. 
they're pounding the spell net in the east with black powder balls. Those things make a deep hole when they strike the ground. They're blowing the spell net apart, working their way in. Two more days and they'll be at the east gate. And even though we found how the black powder works, there's no guarantee some boomstones won't get past our mages. They'll throw as many as they can over our walls to soften us up. Some are bound to hit. Have the war mages been able to get through the protective barrier around the pirate fleet, Rose Thorn wanted to know? They've thrown all they've had at that cursed thing. Nothing gets through, Skyfire replied bitterly. Water mages say it goes to the floor of the sea. He's got the barrier salted with mage traps. That was Nico. He really likes to use others' mages' power in his work, this Anahar. The four looked at each other and moved closer together for comfort. What of the Navy? Lark wanted to know. No word, the Duke says, Moonstream told them. They may come, they may not. You need to evacuate the children. We can take them to Summersea through the hidden ways. A load of the worst sick and injured are going at noon. No, cried Sandry, eyes blazing. Absolutely not. Triss and Daja shushed her. From below, Nico called. What's going on up there? Briar went to the door. We're just frisking like little captive lambkins. There was a crack of laughter from downstairs, Skyfire perhaps. Frisk quietly, Rose Thorn ordered. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at Shannon and Draws. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for a few music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.